0: Hello and welcome to the Leaderverse with your hosts Drew Lee, Lucas Sherradin, and me, Jesse Button. The number one way to tell if somebody needs encouragement, they're breathing. <laughs> That's a Diana Kokoska quote for you. But today we're tackling the topic of self-encouragement. Because who is it to encourage you when you're at the absolute top? Really, when you are the leader of your organization and you need encouragement? we talk positive psychology through toxic positivity through issues like procrastination today i am so excited for this whole conversation let's get going welcome to the leaderverse i have a burning question i drew you've brought this up actually a couple times over the last few weeks together and when you're talking about mel robbins and the high five habit mm-hmm. here's my here's here's my problem what i'm noticing Positive psychology has been kind of crammed down our throats the last, you know, five, 10 years, probably. And the word mindset and a whole lot of things have just been, uh, I think we've been desensitized to it. And Mm -hmm. so I think people are missing the point of self-encouragement and the high five habit. So Drew, I'll, I'll, I'll just start with you since you brought it up. If you can expand a little bit on this, like, what is it really, what is it doing for you? And why are people missing us?
1: Perfect. I think there's this thing, you know, and you probably heard this word toxic positivity. And toxic positivity is like where we're not even gonna, going to address the reality of the human condition or life or that there are challenges or it's just you know uh, call it pollyanna syndrome where you're walking around you're just not even supposed to acknowledge that there are difficulties come on cheer up chin up but, but if you if you've read Mel's book and the reason i i subscribe and, and i think and originally you brought this up on the idea of the high five habit the, the notion that there's another human staring back at you is um i i've been recently asked you know i was like why would someone start running marathons and, or, or what is it the, the, what's the allure of a marathon? I'm like, well, in, in that 26.2 miles, you go through almost like the experience of a lifetime in, in, in a day you go through happiness, sadness, exhilaration, excitement, joy, joy, Self love, self hatred. Um, you know the 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 agony, the agony, the pain, the sorrow. It's about every emotional um, level from one end of the spectrum to the other in that in that run. And what Mel said is, when she ran the New York City Marathon, is where the idea originally came from. Is the New York City Marathon was something that was on her bucket list. And I've described the marathon experience as, for those who have ever partaken in one, or you've even been part of a 5K, it's a zero discouragement zone. Like, nobody is there to see somebody fall on their face. If, um, you know, legendary UCLA uh, basketball coach John Wooden said, you know, that people watch many sports because they watch it for the blood and guts. It's like, if you go to the Indianapolis 500, the most expensive tickets are the fourth turn because that's where the majority of the wrecks happen. And if they watch a prize fight, they will say, all right, it could be two of the greatest pugilists to ever get in the boxing ring. But if there wasn't a knockout and there wasn't, you know, hard hitting blood and guts, action, it was a boring fight. It could have been absolutely a, a thing of perfection, but we're bored. And then, so at a marathon, it's a very different experience because there's nothing except encouragement from the participants from the runners themselves, from the volunteers, from the spectators. And there's an amazing experience when you're walking by and everyone's high-fiving you that it gives you this boost, this energy, this positivity to keep going. And I think that's what a high-five really is. It's you give it to somebody else when you say, you know what? Good job. Way to go. Keep going. You got this. And it's encouragement. And what encouragement means is to add courage. Well, why not to yourself? Because who needs more encouragement than the person whose reflection you see every morning in the mirror? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the concept. I think um, I think people would feel really silly giving themselves a high five, yes. But I, I've actually felt, really uncomfortable why is this? I felt really uncomfortable and silly doing the high five or another example of this um, your church might not do this or, or you might not go to a, a church that does this at all but the um, the handshake at the beginning whenever they're like all right high five handshake hug your neighbor sort of thing that used to make me really uncomfortable. why 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 is this the subject of encouragement of others and self- encouragement. why is this a tense thing? I'm not getting this for myself.
2: Well, having come from the church background, church growth background as a pastor, that is the most hotly debated thing in church growth circles is like, because everybody (laughs) wants to be seen and recognized coming to church, but nobody wants to be seen and recognized when it's outside their comfort zone. So, and that's the introverts. Biggest nightmare is to say hi to your neighbor that of a person you don't really know. And so, but I, I, I also kind of curious to uh, what. Get, Brendan Burchard said a while back. We were on a call with him, and and he made a statement that says that he doesn't think that the world's tired right now. He thinks the world's just discouraged. And I, I've thought a lot about that. Is if that's true, which I'm not going to debate Brendan Burchard on on mindset. But if that's really true, I need to be a dispenser of encouragement. Yes, and I can't.
1: What is discouraged? Is lacking second,
2: yeah, just hang on a second, though. But I can't give away what I don't have myself. And so to kind of your, your fundamental question, Jesse, is it does all you know, it's like the high you know, kind of hokey, the Stuart Smalley, I'm good enough, smart enough, doggone people like me. It's like, I kind of wrestle with that. But I can't encourage Drew, if I see he's discouraged, if I myself am not encouraging myself. So I can't give away what I don't have. And I I don't. I. I can't. I'm not going to be. I, it's not a smart move as a leader to be dependent on the world around me. I have to learn how to strengthen myself. I have to learn how to encourage myself. I need to. And I, where Drew's going to go with this next line of conversation about what what is encouragement or discouragement, it's lack of courage? It's like I can't encourage Drew if I know he's discouraged. If I'm walking around discouraged, so I have to learn how to encourage myself. Which I think Jesse, the reason why we don't do it, maybe is because we were taught at some point to not be self-centered or self-care is, you know, narcissistic or what have you. But a leader that doesn't take care of himself or herself is a leader that can't take care of their people, period. I'm sorry, Drew. I was just like, I was kind of on a thought that I just, I couldn't, it's like, I have to get this out or else it's not going to get out. So. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: that, um, pouring from an empty cup is what i was trying the phrase i was trying to think of
2: yeah you just said in a sentence what it took me about three minutes to say so great job
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh it's
2: good but drew i I think your point though what you're, you're trying to say a moment ago when i was walking on you is really important so go back to that what what is discouragement what is encouragement
1: Well, discouragement is you know if we say encourage means to add courage yeah discourage means to subtract or take away so you know the discouragement that many people are feeling and they say you know they describe it as exhaustion Mm -hmm. and what what brendan really just brought home in in the conversation we had with brendan bouchard was is and i'm and i'm kind of changing some of the wording just for my own for my own um thought process is discouragement When you're discouraged, you seek distraction. A lot of people say they're, you know, distracted today. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. Life happens. You're going to get distracted, which is something grabbing your attention and taking it away. Distraction is something you seek and you go after. You want something to take your mind away from whatever is going on in your world. And a lot of that is because there is just, this deep sense of discouragement. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I think I should be. I haven't achieved what I think I should. You get on social media and you see the highlight reel of other people and the part that they are letting you see. Uh, Fake book, in other words. (laughs) And you see this narrow window of exactly what people want you to see. So, well, I'm not doing that, or I'm not where they are, or I'm having a bad day. And you ever notice you tend to see the best highlights on your worst moments? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Always. That per-
1: look, that- look at what they did. They just sold this. They just got that. They got a promotion. They've just been appointed this position. Wow. I suck. Yeah
0: that comparison they celebrated
1: their 45th anniversary and you know i haven't had a second date i mean just it's like whatever it is in your life that you're focused on at that moment it's so easy to be polarized by that one thing you see out there and then we get further discouraged and we seek even more distraction At least, you know, there are there are people that have vices, for example, you know, it could be drinking, it could be smoking, it could be gambling, it could be sex, it could be, you know, all of these things. But, you know, the difference is, at least there's some temporary reprieve or moment or, or some sense of joy or entertainment or something that the person believes that's beneficial to them, at least that at that moment in time, but when you're distracted, and you're aware there's this looming thing that you should actually be doing in the meantime, you instantly walk away feeling worse. Like if I'm having a good time at a a Las Vegas casino playing craps, I'm not thinking about the negative experience that this may create. All this money that's in front of me might be gone. You're engaged in the moment. When you're distracted though, There's that little voice that says in the back, it's like, hey, by that way, that project we're supposed to be working on. Yeah, I don't really want to work on it. And then you leave even more discouraged. Mm -hmm. So it feels awkward to say, I'm discouraged. I'm not achieving my potential. And I see other people doing the things that I want to do. Sure. Give yourself a high five. It feels awkward. Why wouldn't it?
2: So how, how do you how do you find the effective people who encourage themselves? How do they do it? I mean, what does it look like for somebody to high? I mean, I know Mel wrote a book, but I mean just just yeah. a tactical, practical. Anybody listening, how does somebody effectively encourage themselves? Because I've done the affirmations and I still do, and they they're effective, and sometimes they're not. And mm-hmm. then I. Yeah. In the absence of encouragement, I go to distraction. I think that's human nature, which is really good. So how do I effectively encourage myself in, in my vision? Because I'm going to guess if you're engaged in leadership, I, I, it's hard. It's just it, just make peace with it's hard. And so how do you encourage yourself?
0: Well, the advice the advice that's out there is to gaslight yourself it really is like, all right. So when we talk about affirmations, that's what we're doing. We're gaslighting ourselves. And here's, so like, here's why this works. When I'm old,
2: but I even know what that term means <laughs> to Like I'm so proud of myself it's that it's like, I, I know what gaslighting myself means now.
0: The term has been, it, the term was made popular from a book or a movie in the sixties. I think it was Um, it's, it's a form of a, for those that don't know, gaslighting in relationships is a form of abuse. And uh essentially you're telling the other person a total lie and making them be- and just making them believe it because you just stick to your story.
2: It is um, like that when makes the kid, other person
0: it, feel crazy.
2: Like my, my grandkids fall down and they fall like my oldest grandson will fall on his face and we all start, yes. yay, way to go, yeah. way to go. Like we're totally yes. gaslighting him. And he gets up and he he goes, Should I be hurt or should I laugh? Well, they're applauding, oh, right. so I'll yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. the advice out there on self-talk and self-encouragement around affirmations is just that I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I've got this, even though you don't feel it, what's going on in your brain, even though logically up here where languages in your prefrontal cortex in your brain, you don't believe that you're okay. That's okay. Because back here where it matters, you say it enough and your body belie- starts to believe it. And then your brain believes it. So that's literally what the advice is around self-encouragement. You say it to yourself until Mm -hmm. you believe it.
1: But the, 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 the next catalyst and one of my coaches says, you, you know, you can have affirmations or you can have ask formations is, are you actually asking for the thing that you're pursuing? And then what wins do you have or what evidence are you creating that validates that to be true? Because I mean, you and I just run out and say, I I am a money magnet. I am wealthy. I cannot go to the store and buy one more thing as a result of shouting that to the universe. But if I am asking for that and setting an intention and then doing anything that creates evidence that we're moving closer to that trajectory, Well, then you start validating it to be true. And I think when we look at this is this is my perspective. I think we have a very um, in business and in many ways in health and in life and relationships. I think we just keep score very poorly. It's we keep score and we're almost programmed to this win lose mentality. There's so many different levels of winning. There's so many different levels of losing. At the end of the day, it's all learning. And when in business, for example, we hire people and we almost have this like, all right, if they they have to stay with me forever. If they don't, I'm a bad leader, not, not good, not mediocre, not great. It's just I lost. They left. I'm, I'm bad. Um, spouse and I had a fight. I'm a horrible husband or a horrible wife or a horrible partner. And we just have really a one-sided or hypercritical way of evaluating ourselves based on how we keep score.
2: Mm, That's really good.
1: So that encouragement is also not only a reminder and adding courage, that high five is also a way of saying, hey, look at the progress that you've made. A, a mentor that I've read—I think I've read every book I can find by the by the gentleman. Uh, his name's Dan Sullivan. He's the first person that ever heard that he ever said something that I thought, and I couldn't put that idea into words. You ever had that happen? Mm-hmm. It's like I think that, but I, I I couldn't articulate it the way he did. And he said the struggle with achievers is achievers measure results incorrectly. They only measure results looking ahead. And when you look ahead, all you see is the distance between where you are and where you're not. Mm-hmm. And he said, truthfully, you need to look around. You need to turn around and say, where have you come from? Many of us calls that a gratitude exercise. What have you done? Where have you come from? If you start running a, a, a race, and let's just say it is a, it's a marathon distance. I don't know about anybody else. I find myself lacking courage or discouraged if I say 26 to go. Mm. I'm much yeah. more excited when I say one down. I've now ran two. I've ran four. I've ran eight. I, I got 10. I just finished a half marathon. The worst thing you can do at a half marathon is say, "Up, oh, halfway there. I've now got the rest to go. Yeah. You've got to measure results differently. And who needs more encouragement than the person who has to do the work?
0: Logic. Logic is a is is a powerful manifestation tool. So, um we coach our real estate agents to around mindset, how am I getting my next deal? Where is my next deal going to come from? That's a scarcity mindset, right? Well, if you look back at the last 40 years or however long you've been alive, you've eaten every day, right? Most of us have probably. And so looking back at, have I always been okay? Have I sold a house before? True, you always say, have you done it before? Then you can do it again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Looking backwards at logic and where you have been and what you already have accomplished, giving yourself a high five for it. Yeah, that is a really powerful move it forward tool to your life.
2: I also wonder too, Drew, uh, just listening to what you're saying and and Jesse, you too, is like, this may be why one of the high achievement habits I hear of a lot of people is at night, just journaling gratitudes for the day. What what, What went well today? And I might have a different perspective of winning and losing than you do, Drew, but I think we would both agree on the fact that at the end of the day, did I get better? Did I eat today? Did I take care of my family today? Did I have some sort of win today? And train my mind to because here's here's the thing it's like I I tend to view winning and losing pretty black and white I won or I lost it's I think my scoreboard is though I have very I have extreme clarity around my losses <laughs> and I highlight them and I I I in a warped way I celebrate the fact gosh I got my tail kicked today gosh I lost this and gosh and I'm not really trained to say wow today we did a killer podcast. You know, today I got to see one of the premier, you know, social media influencers, or Jesse or a great coach and Julie, or what well, it's just like, I already, I already nailed a workout today. I don't, I skip right past the winds, but gosh, Drew, I, I shouldn't have eaten that ho-ho yesterday. You know, it's like, I, or whatever it is. Right. I, I think that listening to you all is like, one way to encourage ourselves is to maybe whether it's at the end of the day journaling or whatever it is, and I know we talk about gratitude a lot, but when I'm in gratitude, I'm focusing in on the wins in my life, not just the losses, because I don't have to train my brain to focus on the losses. That that happens quite naturally.
1: <laughs> well, it's yeah. it's funny, you know, if you've ever followed any of the Harry Potter series, um, one of the most beloved characters was the was the house elf Dobby. And he was the most abusive character that i've i've ever watched or seen and we've just and and, and if you've never seen the films then, then then you need to go watch them if you've seen them then you know every time he did something wrong he would beat himself profusely like he would hit himself in the face with a bat bad Dobby, bad Dobby, <laughs> you know or, or or one of my favorite scenes is like you know i had to iron my hands where he's got like wrappings around his hands where he'd physically take in a steam iron to his hands as self-punishment. We just do that in the form of words. Yeah. We don't do it in the form, at least I really hope you don't. No one's so no one's at home is like, that's a good idea. I should plug in an iron, and be like, bad, you know. But we, we just do it in the form of words. And I'm an advocate that says, you know, you we get to be our harsh critic, and the critic inside knows there's more. There's the critic inside us us knows we can do better. We know there is more potential in there. We've got this critical layer and feedback that says you're not as good as you could be. You're not as good as you should be. You should be better. You should be smarter. You should be faster. You should be all of these things. And at the same time, if you're going to be your biggest critic, because criticism is designed for improvement. Critical feedback is supposed to take something and show or point out how to make it better. Mm. If you're going to be your biggest critic, then it warrants being your biggest cheerleader, right? I think I've
2: adopted you. Yeah. You you may have actually been the one that say told me this. I'm not sure who told me this, but l- learn to listen to your inner coach, not your inner critic. And, and it's just like a coach sees the problem and starts brainstorming around what actions do we need to take to the solution? The critic just for me, at least is here's the problem. And let me look at this problem at another way. And wow, you really did suck. And oh my gosh, look at how bad this was. And gosh, and finds every nuance of where, where things went bad. And I'm, I'm learning right now to listen to my, as a leader, listen to my inner coach not critic. And the other thing that helps me is I've got, I've got four kids all in their uh, twenties, ones in their thirties. Would you ever coach your child the way that you're talking to yourself?
0: Right. And would you stay in a relationship with somebody that only criticized you? Yeah, that's true. Heck no.
1: No, it would be you considered going, abusive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you you're know, the uh, in a great relationship with yourself, yeah, you're nailed it. You got to do
1: both. I've I've shared this on on one of our previous episodes and um Dan Reynolds is the lead singer for the for the group Imagine Dragons and and he has openly talked about uh his challenges with depression his and his own mental fitness journey and um when we went to his concert there was uh, towards one of their one of their songs they had confetti that just fell from the sky you know it was just like massive wave of confetti and and in the confetti though there were there were often these little notes and they were they were written notes by performers in the band and and i picked one up and i read it and i've kept it ever since and i think this is this is what you you truly or this is what i say to myself in the mirror is uh you are me and i am you you are valid you are perfect just the way you are your life is always worth living i love you dan reynolds so awesome
2: pretty cool
0: so good Thanks,
2: so maybe guys. The, maybe the practice could be is today five ways to encourage yourself
1: Yes. And it's going to feel awkward. I don't have a problem with the high five habit. I have a problem with instantly saying, damn, I need to clean my mirror. I don't don't actually touch the mirror anymore. I just go. I totally do. I'm just like, and then I'm just like, I now need, where's Windex? It's going to feel (laughs) awkward. Encourage yourself. Have an amazing, amazing day. Thanks guys.
0: Y'all too. Thanks guys.